On today's Ain't No Hobby podcast, we'll be talking to runner, fitness expert, and bass player, Caleb Hooper. Caleb Hooper! Fitness expert. We're on a tour bus, for those uh, listening oh, yeah. that don't know. We're on the bus. Frank's bus, hanging out. And Outside of a Frank Foster show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About to be tonight. Yeah, that's right. <coughs> and uh, Hooper is here. Hey, hey. And we wanted to get, I wanted to get Hooper on because those of you that don't know him, never have known him, um, you're not going to know the drastic change that he undertook. At his biggest, he weighed over 360. Yeah, I was about 360. And when was this? Uh, like June. Uh, like the beginning of June of 2016. And here we are, what are we, the end of October of 2017? So a year um, and five, four months ago? Right quick. And um, yeah, now I'm like, I'm like 177-ish now. Well, I so, know I sent a group so text out. Almost 100 pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> almost 200 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's look at it like this. Crap. So when you were that big, what size shirt were you wearing? Oh, dude, I was stretching my two X's, man. So you're stretching two Okay, and so I sent yeah. a group text to the boys the other day when I was advancing a show in Texas. They were going to give us some free some free shirts. I was, wearing, I was wearing circus tents. And he <laughs> sent in the in the text, you know, everybody's replying what size they wear. And then Hooper says medium. <laughs> That's smaller than I wear. Now, I'm I'm. it looks like I'm going... I'm attempting to catch the old Hooper. Um, nah, you got a ways to go. But just the simple fact that you went from a plus 2X, not just 2X, but 2X plus, yeah. a tight 2X, yeah. to a comfortable medium. It's weird. Now, that's quite an accomplishment. And here's the thing. When my brother first saw that you had lost that weight, he asked me, he said, Hey, man, did, did, did Hooper, like, what, what medicine did he take? Or did he have... Did he do the lap band? Zach and I have known some people that did the lap band. Yeah, I've known some people. Beat. They, yeah. they beat they the lap band. Didn't work. They, 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 they forced took that as a challenge. We'd be at dinner, and they'd be halfway through their meal, and they'd have their fork in front of their face with a little scoop of food on it and just staring at it. It's yeah. like, man, I, I'm going to try to get this one in. I, yeah, I got to. Got to get this one Golly. in. Yeah. So, yeah. so I told him, I said, no, man. He runs. I go, I'm eating food. He runs all the time. And uh, Hooper's my roommate on the road. And so Fat Hooper, as I re- refer to the old Hooper. <laughs> we used to have a lot more fun. We, I had a lot of fun because <laughs> I didn't feel guilty when I ate donuts. <laughs> and I didn't feel guilty about laying up in the hotel watching movies all yeah. day. And napping. Taking, I'm, I'm a professional black belt yeah. napper. Yeah. And um, and then you started running. And so our conversations, was, we'd get to the hotel and... And we get squared away and and, and, and uh, used to do I'd say close those curtains over there Hooper let's sit and watch a movie or let's take a nap yeah know? we'd watch a movie we'd you know and we'd eat in the bed <laughs> we'd, we'd, go, we'd go terrorize the coke machine and... <laughs> so yeah and then so nowadays Hooper gets in there and he puts on these little tiny stupid shorts yeah these little really weird little running they're, shorts they're the my, my they, favorite, my favorite shorts to run in. They're Safi brand, like what everybody, every like junior high, yeah, every like junior high like cheerleader girl wears Safi. Well, I can tell you that they make me uncomfortable when you wear them. Yeah, they make me uncomfortable. I, I always feel fine when I'm running them because it's like uh, I just look I like just an feel idiot like parts of Hooper will fall out. 
It's close, man. Because they're they're I'll, very short. I'm I'm not reminded of how stupid they are until I'll be running along and there's like a family <laughs> and like little kids on bicycles and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but the thing is, is you'll do that. Yeah, there's and a lot you, of business. Around. And you're going for hours. Yeah, I try to run like one to three hours every day. Uh-huh. And how many miles on average a day? Probably average like. 10 or 12. God, that's Dang. incredible, dude. That's, and I mean, there's like yesterday I didn't run at all, but from like last weekend from uh, like Friday to Monday, I ran like 65 miles. So well, I, I want to know, I want to know how, how that switch. That's what I was about to how say. How that like, switch took place. Take us back to Fat Hooper. When did Fat Hooper have that switch? Like, I, know about a, I know about a particular incident that happened in your life that I won't talk about yeah. unless you bring it up. But I'm just saying, uh, take us back to Fat Hooper. What and how did you do it? Yeah, no, the, okay, so the story, like, in a nutshell is, like, I was... Don't be in a nutshell. Yeah, well, in a large nutshell, in a Fat hooper size nutshell. <laughs> is, uh, no, like, my whole life, I was always, like, a big kid. I was yeah. always, a, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, weighed, I, was I weighed, like, I was there. yeah, I weighed, like, 100, 110 pounds in, like, third grade. Like, I was a big kid. And, uh, and that, you know, growing up where I grew up in West Texas, it was cool because the, the coaches were excited because here comes this guy that's going to gonna be a lineman and, and all that. So being, being big was always like a part of my identity. Pers- like identity is yeah. part of my personality. Like most, like a, a solid half of my jokes that I'll go to are like self-deprecating, like Chris Farley, fat guy jokes. And I can't do those jokes anymore. It's you like should still do them. I don't. It'll be, I, even, yeah. it'll be even better. I know, but like people, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I, I made a, like a fat joke comment when I was in a TJ Maxx a couple months ago to like <laughs> this old man who was working there. And I was like, yeah. I made something because he was like a bigger guy and I said yeah we're both bigger guys and he thought I was making fun of him and I felt bad oh man but anyway yeah so my whole life it was like a part of my uh, identity and it was something I never really liked much and but I figured I'd grow out of it <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm not sure I just thought, I it thought, works that way I, I just thought blue, I thought Bluebell and like Crunch and Munch would just stop making food but um no, I, I was I was uh, 29. Like I said, it was, I kind of started this journey or whatever you want to call it, um, June of uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. So I was 29 years old. My 30th birthday was coming up. Uh, I have two kids at the time. They were uh, like like seven and five, maybe or or eight and six, something like that. And I had a couple of friends who were older than me, um, like in their late 30s or in their 40s who were big guys who had yeah. heart attacks and died Oof. and mm. and I was it just kind of hit me one day I was looking at my kids and you know I had like I had just walked up like half a flight of stairs and was sweaty yeah and I wasn't sleeping well yeah and uh I was just really really unhappy and it, it had um you know, it had affected my personal life in a lot of different ways. My my wife was unhappy because she was having to live with this like really unhappy, like, yeah, fat yeah, guy. It affects my, everything. My kids weren't very happy because I couldn't go. I couldn't go run around with them outside and play. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. and uh, I like hiking, and I was I was having trouble hiking. I couldn't do stuff. I couldn't fit on an airplane. Like like your your quality of life is just really really diminished when you're that big. At least for me, it was. Um, and uh, but you did have a tough beard. I had a tough beard, man. Yeah, I had like a foot long beard, and which, by the way, 
that inspired me to grow my own. <laughs> I know uh, your beard's it, looking good, well, man. It's, it's, it's in good. route to looking, it's looking good. good. But, but you were telling us about you were at a point to where your wife it was it was becoming a problem at home. Yeah, it, yeah, it was just a pro- like every every facet of my life was being affected by just like what a like a fat piece of crap I was, and I didn't I, I felt I felt really bad about myself. Yeah. It was I was not being a, a a positive person in the world in general. So I decided to change it. So I, I, I knew I had my whole life I'd had a really bad relationship with food in general. And so I said, okay, what, what kind of foods do I like? I'm no longer allowed to eat those, <laughs> you know? So like I stopped, I, I stopped drinking beer, I stopped drinking soda. I stopped eating pretty much anything with carbohydrates in yeah, it. Yeah, those are all big um, things. And, and that kind of led me to basically like a plant-based diet within that first couple of weeks. Yeah. I figured out, like, I can eat basically all the lettuce and all the tomato and all the water I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I hate I hate all that. So I didn't. I was never a salad eater. Yeah. I never drank water with meals. What, I do you, uh, what do you put on your, like, salads? Like, oil and vinegar? For, or? for about six months when I started, like, through that through that first summer, I, I didn't even put dressing on salads. Like, I, wow. would, go, I would go to a Mexican restaurant um, I wouldn't eat the chips and salsa and chips and queso. That's good. I get a water. I wouldn't drink beer, and I would order the. You know when you order uh, fajitas and they bring out that side plate yeah. that has like garbage lettuce and like two yeah. slices of tomato yeah. on it. You can get that at a Mexican restaurant for like two dollars and thirty cents. So I would order that, and that wow. would be. So you're you're going hard with it. I mean, that that's, big, that's yeah. some serious I went hard. Power, I, and I I started I started realizing okay I I can eat pretty much all the. All the fresh vegetables that I want, if there's nothing on them, <clears throat> and as much as I can handle is like about 800 calories a day. So I said, well, let's cut that down. So for about four months, I did. There were, I mean, there were fewer than five days probably where I had more than 600 calories. Holy crap! But no, that's super that's unhealthy. Not, that's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not good. And it it re- yeah. and. You so did all this without consulting a doctor. Yeah, I didn't because yeah. any doctor would have told me I was an idiot, and they yeah. should have because I don't know how I didn't. <laughs> I didn't die those first four months, but I had I had so much I just had so much fat on my body mm-hmm. that and I was staying really well hydrated and I and I was working really hard to get my sleep steady. So I stopped playing a lot of gigs in Nashville because those gigs I wouldn't get home till like three a.m. Yeah. So I just, it was a it was a dramatic lifestyle change where I, I tried to go to bed at the same time every night. I only drank water. I only ate vegetables and like kind of hated <laughs> hated everything. Yeah, everything made me angry. I was really, I was in a bad spot. For yeah, a few that's months. that's doesn't sound but, like like the way to do it. And I would I would take my kids to school and then I would go to the the YMCA and I'd work out for an hour and then I would try to run home. And it was about three miles mm-hmm. from the YMCA to my house. And uh, uh, it took me like two months before I could run, run home without having to stop. Yeah. Um, and I'd throw up like every. I'd start running and I'd throw up. I just got. I would work. I'd work out until I got sick every day. So how quickly did you like? You you must have. Just there was dropped weight like. There was, was one week where hot. I lost twenty eight pounds. That's way yeah. too much. It was way too much. And then uh, it it took me I'm trying to think. So from. June, June, July, August. In August, my family went on a trip to uh, Montana, to Glacier, 
Mm-hmm. So that's three months, and in that period of time, I had lost 80 pounds. In three months? Yeah. So I lost 80 pounds in three months. That's insane. And and right about that time was when I started to kind of get serious about running, where I was thinking, yeah. well, I'm getting... Because lifting weights and dieting, I could see it was only getting me... It was only getting me so far, and it was just making uh-huh. me really, really tired. Really? And it was making me really, really Well, dieting. Sore. Yeah. How you were um, doing, yeah. And, uh, but the, but I, I, I was getting frustrated with it because I was like, well, I need, I need to find more workouts. I need to find a stricter diet. I need to find there. I felt like there was more resources I need. Yeah. Whereas with running, it was like, I I had no idea how far a person was capable of running. Like, I didn't even think I would ever be able to do a marathon. So I was thinking, man, if I could run five miles every day and push my body that much, like. That's a full because I could feel the, the physiological change that was happening in my body whenever I got to where I could run three miles. Sure. Um, it just it things about my body were shifting very quickly in ways that they hadn't shifted before. Mm-hmm. Like my hips were tightening or whatever. I don't know. Weird. Um, so I thought, well, maybe this is this is something I've never done before. I had never even run a mile before, really. Yeah, yeah. So uh, about three or four months in, like I said, after I'd lost like eighty pounds. I decided to take running kind of seriously, so I, I got like an app on my phone to keep track of what I was doing. And um, how did you work your way up? Just, how did you get like how how fast did you start going from zero running to like the first mile? The the so the very first running that I I did during this, like I said, I would go to the YMCA because um, I've been paying a, a Y membership for like six years telling myself I was going to work out and all I used, all I used yeah. it for was the pool and the coffee. I've got friends that have done that. Yeah. yeah. And so I finally started using it and um, there's there's an indoor track there which I think uh, 16 loops on that track is a mile. I've whatever. run that track. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so I just set it. A, I set a goal for myself one day. It was like after I work out for an hour I'm going to go up this track and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and run all the 16 loops or whatever it is that makes a mile yeah did and you? i couldn't i couldn't do it, it how took, far did you get that day probably like halfway probably or? like four or five loops okay like it took me a good month before i could run a mile on a flat indoor track working every day every day yeah yeah every day. yeah yeah and it'd, it'd probably take me close to a month and i did a lot of elliptical i would spend like 30 minutes on an elliptical yeah and because I was so heavy, I, I was concerned about legs and joints. Yeah, because I, I wanted to go through this whole weight loss lifestyle change thing as cheaply as possible. Jeremy, you know how cheap I am. I don't buy anything. Uh, cheap. Is I wanted to do it as cheaply as possible, and I wanted to do it as effectively as possible, and I wanted to do it with no help from anybody else. So I didn't want to go to a doctor. I didn't want to go to a a coach. I didn't want to pay a trainer. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to hire a babysitter. You could do all this on your own. Yeah, I mean, you I could. Wanted, why not? I wanted to do all of it on my own because I wanted. I wanted to do it for myself. I wanted to know that if it worked, it was because I did it. If it didn't work, it was because I didn't do it. You know. Yeah. I didn't want to have anybody to blame except myself because you know every other experience I'd had with any weight loss or any like you know body change or whatever it was because like i was involved in a team sport and i was just doing what my coaches told me yeah so I, a, a lot there was a lot of like mental preparedness stuff that went into this because I, I was working through a lot of stuff and um once i got to where i could run that mile on that track then was when i wanted to be able to run home 
from the Y, which was like three miles, like I said. And yeah. that took another couple of months. Yeah. And then at that so point, when, it was, when you were working up toward it, what is what is that run look like? Is it a is it a five minute run and a five minute walk? Or it it was my goal to because I didn't know anything about pacing or training or yeah. or miles splits or, or no, did? I did zero research. I I had a pair of old Nikes. They weren't even running shoes. They were like these shoes. And I said, well, I can just run in those. Um, I can work out in those. And well, Fat um, Hooper wore Vans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember those all the time. Yeah. Um, actual Vans or shoes? <laughs> actual Vans. I had a couple of Kano lines. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it was, like, I, I was telling a guy the other day that I was talking to about this, that my my biggest problem in the past was always it's I'm really good at like finding excuses and figuring out legitimate ways why I can't do something it's like yeah that's yeah you know so yeah. it's, it's like well like I don't have time to go out and train on a track for two hours or whatever but but I would I would get myself to the Y like I would take an uber ride to the Y or I'd have my wife drop me off on her way to work or something and then like I had to get home it was three hours <clears> or three <throat> miles to get home yeah so it's like I have I'm not I didn't think of it as, oh, I'm going to go run three miles, or I'm going to go run for, uh, it used to, here it used to take me like an hour to yeah, do it. I'm not yeah. going to go run for an hour. I'm going to just, I have to get home, yeah. so I'm going to run home. Right. And I would do tricks like, uh, you know, after I could actually run that three miles or so, I started running different things, and so or longer routes. So yeah. what I would do is I had my um, music from my phone, and I'd pick like an album, like I, I spent a lot of time listening to uh, <coughs> Zappa, uh, not Les Claypool, okay. and yeah. uh, and Sean Lennon, the Claypool Lennon Delirium. I've never heard that, dude. It what a record! But their first record, the Monolith of Uber, Probos you have some or something deep like tracks that. in your life. Yeah, Monolith of Phobos. That's what the record's called. Um, yeah, I would listen to that, yeah. and then whenever that record was over, I would turn, turn around and run home. So I wasn't oh, okay. thinking about running distances. I wasn't thinking about pace or yeah. time. I would just say, I'm going to run until either this record is over or I throw up and then I'll turn around. Yeah. And usually I threw up. And then once I wasn't throwing up anymore, it's like, well, I'll run until the record's over. Yeah. So when you started this journey, uh, did your wife believe you when you were like, I'm going to do this? No, man. No. no. Yeah. I mean... She wanted to, man. Yeah, she, sure, she sure. Because I had, I had, I'd come up with harebrained ideas like this before. Yeah, in the past, and they yeah. like, they would count. Yeah, I'd lose like twenty pounds, and then we'd go celebrate for eight months. You know. Yeah. Uh, so when did pretty, when did she realize when this is happening? Uh, when we went when we went to uh, Glacier National Park uh-huh. that August, a couple months after I started, um, we had conversations there where she was like. You know, today we were hiking, and like you don't look like a di- like a disgusting sweaty wildebeest. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> "This is great." You know. Well, I, I jokingly said this to um, to you one time, and then you actually, if I'm correct, like you actually re- replied with like, "No, you're you're exactly right. It's not a joke." It's I said, you know, <clears throat> it's almost like your wife has a new husband in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, I mean, people that don't know you and they listen to this, they won't get the dramatic change. Yeah. You're different. I you're mean, totally, it's like a new man. And, and really, 
like I haven't really lost much. I've lost like fifteen more pounds this year. I mean, if you kept, um, if you lost any more, you would probably be in a bad, unhealthy way. Yeah, I mean, I could, st- I could still, I would still like to lose like fifteen more pounds, but that's that's just because of like the running that I'm wanting to do now. Like, if you can run, it's easier to run if you weigh fifteen pounds lighter. So, so. <clears throat> but but to go to go from from that time. Like that's that first summer of last year, I guess, when like we started noticing like, wow, you've lost, I've lost eighty pounds. Like I have, I I had to buy new pants. Yeah, because like my old pants are falling. Like no way you can wear those. Yeah, which that kind of pissed me off because like I spend money and buy pants, (laughs) and then like three months later I had to buy new pants. Like at what point did you just stop and think? Just even if you kept it to yourself, like I really accomplished something. Like, what, what point tried, did that kind of feel? I still don't. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ashton, Ashton, my wife. Well, let's she, be humble here, Uber. She No, she gets she gets kind of <laughs> mad at me because I still, I don't, like, I don't like mirrors, and I don't like pictures of myself, and I don't really like when people are like, wow, you look great, but Yeah. Because, like, in my mind, I'm still, like, 300 pounds. Like, I'll walk, like, right now, walking through this bus, like, this, this opening... <laughs> From this chair to this thing used to be two. Like I'd have to do this to uh-huh. get through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I'll still do. It's if still, you watch still me turn sideways, I'll be like, <laughs> "What? Uber? Why, why don't you just do there's so much room? Why are you turning sideways?" I don't know. And it's weird, man. And like, I, well, like you I, may have cut your diet, but you still enjoy a hearty piece of humble pie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's just because I know it's just the same thing. Like I, I didn't set out like a workout plan. I didn't set out like a diet plan. I just I set out to like remove all possibility of like um, all all opportunities to like make an excuse. Are you still you know? uh, so still to me? It's like if I if I stop and celebrate and think like, wow, I've really done a lot. Yeah. Like there's an opportunity for me to be like, ah, I don't need to go run 20 miles a day. So as far as your diet now is concerned, yeah, I'm now. assuming you're not on 600 calories no, worth of no, lettuce no, anymore. No, no, because uh, I I burn probably. I mean, I burn two to two to four thousand calories every day. Yeah, right? if you're running ten ten so, miles in a day. So I eat probably like fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred calories. So every like day. today we're at the Dusty Armadillo bar you're about to play, uh, and everyone just had some lunch from the bar. What did you do for lunch? Yeah, so I got I got a grilled chicken wrap with no dressing, and, yeah. I, and I ate half of it. Okay, and that's. And to me, that's like a that's a fat meal because it's it's wrapped in a big tortilla. and no fries, no fries, no yeah. fries, yeah. And like you know, my I visited with my brother last weekend, so I drank like six beers with him, and that was just like I felt like garbage. <laughs> beers, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've been cutting back on beers. Beers will beer they'll get, make they'll get you. Yeah, but well, yeah, I, and I love beer, man. There was one time recently where, <laughs> yeah. Now, not that I'm on any diet, although I. No, you've changed. Uh, you've you've some, dramatically changed your diet. Well, no, not compared to well. But where were we when we went on this adventure? It was we a few were, weeks ago. We were in uh, Missouri. No, um, it was it was worse than Michigan. That. <laughs> it was Michigan. It was Flint, Michigan. It was Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So so we were at Flint, Michigan, and uh, which if you've not been to Flint, you should keep it that way man but that that venue the that venue is awesome, awesome the flint is trash. and the diner that we ate at was awesome yeah um, anyway so hooper and i decided during the day we we're hungry and, and next and to the this, venue 
And this happened because I was in a bad mood because I always bring running shoes with me on the road, and one of my running shoes fell out of my bag when I was leaving my house. Yeah. So I, I had one running shoe, and I was so pissed off about it. So I wouldn't. I wasn't pissed off because then I knew you're like Fat Hoover's back. Fat Hoover's back. I can I can get Hoover to do some extremely uh, sinful eating. Yeah. So we found a Mexican place that was a long way, like a mile or two. Which really wasn't it was far. A, it was a sketchy mile, though. We went one mile the wrong way mm-hmm. before we realized we had to turn back. It was extremely sketchy, the whole area. And we go. It was like knee high grass next to an interstate. Yeah, we, we, we walked through the hood <laughs> to bad. get this Mexican place. So while we're there, we eat unhealthy. And then, I'm like, man, we need some dessert. Oh, so uh, they brought this big elephant ear thing with cinnamon and ice cream and, and chocolate. Like chocolate and. Dude, and we man. punished that thing, I got gross. I, was just, I just hate, hated myself with everybody, and it was worth it. We yeah. considered Ubering back because we felt so bad. Yeah. Our, to- our, our stomachs were. And I'll, I'll now, I mean, you know, that, that but first... But that's the only time I can uh, that I know of recently where you ate bad dessert each stuff. Yeah. Besides, had, you might sneak a cookie on the bus every now and then. Uh, I had... I went to... Um, a birthday party of one of my kids' friends like two weeks ago, and I had a piece of birthday cake, and that was the first like cake I'd had yeah. <laughs> in a long time. Wow! Yeah. And and I used to and I used to crush that stuff, man, like cookies and cakes. <laughs> Isn't it funny how your palate changes too? Because I stopped drinking. Yeah, I stopped drinking pop. We call pop up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can't. I used to love Coke. Like I'd have a yeah. few cokes in a day, and I. I would like have to have one. Yeah, it was it was definitely like an addiction, and I wasn't drinking two liters of it, but I'd have to have one or two, or whatever. And now, I started drinking like sparkling water. I can't yeah. touch a pop. Me neither. It's so sugary. There was oh that was in when that you was say another... pop, I think of a blow pop to suckers. Yeah, I can't, you know. t- can't touch pop. You mean you can't touch a coke? <laughs> yeah. Right, whatever y'all yeah, want to call yeah, it, yeah. I can't touch it. Don't can matter get, the name. Can I get a Coke? What kind? Honey? However, and I'm I'm very similar that way. I don't I don't I rarely drink Cokes anymore. Yeah, um, uh, I mean rarely. But however, we just got some root beer. Have you seen glass bottle root beers on the bus? I may have to drink if one I, later. If I can get a good run in today, I'll crush one of those root beers later. Which so the so the run but dictates. It does, yeah, and and usually I notice if a day that I don't run. If, like, I plan on running, but for whatever reason I can't get to it because I'm too busy with other stuff, <clears throat> usually that night is, like, it's bad. Like, I'll eat just, like, all the garlic bread and, like, all the, so, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, like, again, like, if I if I give myself an opportunity to come up with an excuse, like, I'll find an excuse. So, trying to be really, trying to be really diligent about just, like, not being an idiot. Sort so, of. where do you but go? An- another go terrible example of how I lost that first bit of weight the first 80 pounds i was just ri- i was like a pack a day cigarette smoker when i started yeah um, and i wa- well i wasn't before that like i was a i was a casual like social smoker i feel like you didn't smoke with me or on the road you would smoke but i never felt like you just had to go smoke constantly i would do it i was real sneaky about it man like y'all would go into restaurants and i and we'd all go in and i'd get a salad or whatever and I'd eat it real fast and I'd go outside and like rip four cigarettes. <laughs> wow. And because it would it wow. made me feel so sick that I didn't want to eat. And then I would go run five miles 
and then I'd smoke two more cigarettes. Huh. And then I wouldn't want to eat. It was bad. I had a bad. I'm that's, telling. That's I, rough. I still have a bad relationship with food, but like I figured out how to use it to my advantage there. So, but <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I want to ask you here in a second about where you see yourself in the next. You know, what's your next challenge and that sort of thing. However, before I do that, <clears throat> just to somewhat try to illustrate the drastic change from old fat Hooper <laughs> with the big beard, and I'll send Zach some pictures of us on the. I have one from us playing them. S- uh, Civic Center Arena in Europe. Yeah. And I'll, anyway, maybe you can put it on the podcast yeah, website. Yeah, but yeah. Just to show you, so Hooper's been in the band longer than I have. And so we've never had another bass player since I've been in the band. Yeah. And there are, there's, so just, I'll give you a couple examples. First, there's a guy named um, Larry Wright who builds drums. And I've known him about a little longer than I've been in Frank's band. Yeah. And he knew Fat Hooper because as soon as I joined Frank's band, he came down and I played his drums on tour. And, we were out doing um, on the Hank Jr. tour in South Carolina just f- back in the summer in July a few months ago and I was part of my duties as tour manager doing stuff and um, Larry brought a drum for me to use during the show well they wouldn't let him backstage you know um, so which well, wasn't a big deal at the time and I was tied up I couldn't when he, he called me and he said hey man I'm here and I got this drum um, and I said, look, I'm tied up doing oh, something. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send Hooper to pick the drum up for me. And I met him probably like oh, four, yeah, you four or five out times. Multiple times. <laughs> I had dinner so with Hooper, him once. <laughs> Hooper goes out behind the arena. Like the It was an outdoor like stadium thing. He goes way to the back. Security's back there. And he gets the drum. And they talk for a second. Right? And I was like, hey, Larry, we're cutting up. Hey, Larry, how's it going? Yeah, so then like 30, 45 minutes later, I get done with whatever I'm doing. And I go out go out of the security bubble and I go meet Larry back there and I said yeah man you know thanks for giving that drum to Hooper and and he said that was Hooper yeah 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 it was Hooper and his wife said I told you we knew who that was wow. they they talked to him for 20 minutes yeah they had no idea yeah. that he was Caleb Hooper <laughs> that happens a lot I mean uh. if I didn't see you in a context like we're at a Frank show. Yeah. If I just saw you out somewhere, I'd be like, yeah. who's that? It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's been promoters that have asked me, you know, it's done a lot of like shows. When you're going to get that new bass yeah. player. Yeah. Mo- yeah. I bet it's happened at least five times about, man, I, who's the new bass player? Uh, it's the same, same guy. Yeah. And it's just because he looks, I mean, and great. And, and it's not, it's not just because you don't have the beard. Yeah. yeah. It's no beard. You, you know, you grew you your hair. Yeah, I used to wear all the same clothes because I had like five shirts that fit, <laughs> and now like I had, to, I had to get new shirts. You know? Yeah. So, like uh, so, so moving on, what is next for Hooper, and where do you go from here? Man, I don't know. So, it, is it dangerous? I've always been curious about this. I can't remember if it was me and you, or maybe even me and Zach at some point had this conversation. It's like when you lose a bunch of weight that drastically, and you change your lifestyle, like. Do you then have to always be diligent, or does that just become the new you? Like, how do you well, keep from going back? I mean, yeah, we talk about not eating ice cream and that kind of thing, but it's like, can you ever be relaxed, if that makes any sense? I don't think so, because I've, I've toyed with that idea, because, I don't know, to, to kind of backtrack a little bit, that, that first one, I lost a bunch of weight. A couple months after that, I started to feel sick. Like, I was running one day, and I got like dizzy and it was because I was like anorexic or something yeah you, well, you yeah. only had 500 and, calories and you were and burning so 700 I, and that was around like 
I don't know, like last September or something. So about a year ago. And I was I was about two hundred I was probably like two thirty at that time. And I remember thinking, I I don't think I can sustain this. So yeah. I started eating like I started putting dressing back in my salads and yeah. I started ordering like full salads and I started <clears throat> you know, I would eat chips and salsa sometimes. Yeah. And I started feeling a lot better. And then I and then I got into I realized, like, I told someone one day who's like a real runner, I was like, Oh, I ran 17 miles yesterday. They're like, What are you training for? Yeah. So I'm not training. That was just how far I felt like running. And so then that kind of steered me toward um, signing up for the, the uh, St. Jude's Marathon that's in Nashville, which uh-huh. is every April. Yeah. And Frank always takes off April for turkey hunting. So I knew I could safely, like, pay my 150 yeah, right. bucks and do that. Do it. And. Um, which my wife had to convince me to do it because again I don't want to pay money like if I want to run 26 miles I'll go run 26 miles why do I have to to pay somebody but um, anyway so I did that so I kind of started training for that so so looking on the internet I found a bunch of like inspiring like runner type people I shared with you Jeremy like Mm -hmm. this guy named Anton Kropitschka and there's this (laughs) other guy named Jamil Curry who has a um He's an Arizona guy. He has a YouTube channel called Run Steep, Get High. And uh, uh, Mountain Outpost is another show that he does. And, um, you know, uh, Thomas Rivers Pusey is a guy that I follow on Instagram and social media. Just all these really inspirational runners like Sally McRae, all mm-hmm. these people. Anybody who's a runner knows these people. Like Gary Robbins, like all these dudes um, who do incredible. They run these like 100-mile ultra marathons. <clears throat> yeah. Like once a month or twice a month you know like a marathon is a Tuesday for them yeah sure and so that inspired me because I figured if, if these guys can run these 100 milers or these 240 milers or whatever um, surely I can figure out I can be tough enough to get through a marathon I mean mm-hmm. it's not going to be pretty but I'll do it so last April I ran my first marathon I had never even done a 5k or anything or a half yeah. marathon. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought maybe you'd kind of somewhat work. No, the, the only running I had ever done was just running around my house. But essentially, I mean, if you told me one time, if I remember correctly, didn't you run 20 miles one day? Yeah, one day a- after I signed up for the marathon, I kind of panicked one day, and I, and I was th- and this was like two months out, two or three months out from the marathon, so it was a little less than a year ago now. Um, I remember thinking, I don't, I don't think I can do 26 miles. And I just knew that if I signed up for the marathon and went to run it and then I, like, <clears throat> I didn't make a time cut off or if I didn't finish for whatever reason, I just knew that like psychologically that would be crushing to me. Mm. And, and I was, I was kind of afraid of what would happen, you know, like, am I, is this where I go back? You know, cause I, I was weighing about 220, 200, something like that. And I, I wanted to be 200 pounds by my birthday, which was last September. And I was like 204 on the day of my birthday. And I was really bummed about that. And so then I said, I got, I got to quit thinking about weight. I need like a goal. So then the marathon came in. And, yeah. and since then, it's been, it's been much healthier because like I was trying to fuel my body so that I could run far enough. <clears throat> and I was like kind of figuring out how to train for marathon. Anyway, I got through that marathon. It was fine. And I did it in five hours, which is like, I don't know, it was like a 13 or 14 minute mile pace, something like that. Nothing, nothing right home about, but like I did a, you know, I ran a marathon and it felt good and like it, it hurt really bad and it took me a couple weeks to feel like, feel like I recovered. 
mm. it could start running again. But during that time is when the question started to come up that you just asked, Jeremy, which was like, what, what are the odds of like me going back now, like sliding back? Like if I if I stopped running and stopped <coughs> being really strict with with food and diet, like would I just put on like twenty pounds and then hang out around one ninety, or would I just continue all the way? back up to 300 yeah. 400 pounds uh, are you and so so i toyed with that yeah. a little bit when i took time off from running to recover from that marathon and i put on 20 pounds like quick wow like really quick and it scared and so that was me. like it the red light that scared you yeah really really scared me so that's when i got back in and that's when i started looking at well maybe i should do ultra marathon maybe i should do a 50k so that's what i was about to say are you or do you think you're the kind of guy especially now with the way things are to where you have to always push yourself and you there has to be something think, on the horizon I think so <laughs> I have I've decided that like there there are a lot of people walking around right now who weigh like 170 180 pounds there are a lot of people walking around walking around who will never weigh 360 and they like like Judd Little dude, Judd this dude weighs 18 pounds and eats <laughs> eats more than all of us put together and like some people are just built like that like physiologically people's bodies respond differently to whatever or they have better habits or whatever for me like for me to be like a normal human size which I suppose I'm like a normal human size right now like for me to do this I have to work much harder than than people who have always been this way and I just I've just decided like it is what it is that's yeah, it yeah like I have I have to know that if I'm gonna eat birthday cake at my kid's birthday party tomorrow like I need to run a lot tomorrow too <laughs> so like wow. after, yeah and it's just and that's fine because I like having a work ethic and I like having something I have to work with I, I would I would rather be the type of person that can just be like laid back and whatever and it's gonna work <clears> out and I'll I'll so be this size and that's great but I think I have I have to like for the rest of my life I have to mm-hmm. be really structured with diet and exercise what would you tell the next, there's a there's another fat hooper right now on the couch somewhere. He's yeah. not he's not listening to this, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but if if you could get a message out to another fat hooper, what would you want to tell him? I don't know, man. I, I think like if you if you want if you want some sort of change in your body or in your habits or something, which I I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to fat shame people. But nobody ever fat shamed me. Like I went, I went to. It sounds a, like you fat shamed yourself. I fat shamed. Yeah, somebody had to do it. Like I, I went to doctors all the time and got like checkups and always had like good blood pressure <clears> and like. So doctors yeah. were always like, "Oh, you're perfectly healthy." Even but I was more. like breaking the scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody ever said, "Hey, you're like dangerously overweight, and your yeah. kids are gonna bury you in five years if you don't lose yeah. some weight." Stop! Stop eating fast food and and start running. Like, no one ever told me that. But it so, w- you wouldn't have probably listened anyway. I wouldn't. It would have just embarrassed me and yeah. depressed me, and I would have eaten more and sure, run sure. less. So, so I think everyone needs, uh, no matter what the change is you're going to make, everyone kind of needs that Yeah, that, I mean, you, that you, point where you're like, all right. You have you have to come to that point on your own. Exactly. And it has to be something yeah. that you want. Because cause I, have, I have wanted to... Lose. I never thought I was going to weigh 177 pounds ever in my life. I, I always wanted to get back to like 220 because that was where I felt good in like high school, like yeah. powerlifting days. Yeah. And once I 
when I passed 200 and I was in the 190s, it was like, it like shocked me. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't, I didn't do anything for like a week. I didn't run nothing because it scared me. I was like, what? Is this okay? Yeah. Am I going to die? Am I allowed to be under 200 pounds? And I, and I went to the doctor and just got like a regular checkup. She's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're fine. You're doing good. It's like, so, so I, I lost a bunch of weight. Am I going to die? And she's like, oh, good for you. And then she was care. there any point in your weight loss progression where you noticed like dramatically feeling better? Like whether it was after the 80 pounds or after the 100 pounds yeah. or a- after 20 pounds. After the 80 pounds was a big deal. When I, when I was about 250 or like 280 or whatever that was. Um, what? That 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 was a yeah. that was a big deal because like I could wear, I, like there were pants that fit me correctly. Because when mm-hmm. you're three sixty, like, dude, there's there's no like there's no off the rack clothes you can buy that fit yeah. correctly. Yeah, I mean other you can than, you can cover up and you can button other stuff. than a jogging suit. Other than jogging suit, yeah. <laughs> and, but like to be on stage, you know, I had to wear like jeans and like a black t shirt and like try to look cool. And dude, you can't. <sighs> can't do it so i was just like hiding in the corner of the state and no when i set up behind these banners yeah no it, there there have been a couple of times like when uh, when i went to uh, montana last year on the hiking trip like mm-hmm. that was a big deal because i could physically do things yeah. that i couldn't do before like i was i was carrying my kids up this trail and it was like me plus the weight of my daughter is still less than I weighed three months ago. Like that yeah, was that was right. a big moment. Yeah, and then and that's a short amount of time. That's so short. It's, it's I mean even short. still it's still short even today. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If you would have lost all the pounds you lost, like in those three months and to now. Yeah, like, to oh, now where it was like an even progression. I would have been a, a ton. Yeah, and that and I was kind of I was afraid that's what was gonna. I thought it was gonna take, you know, two years to lose eighty pounds. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a really long, long thing. And it just took me a couple months. It's like, oh, wow, this is great. Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, there, there was, that was a big milestone. And then um, it was kind of a gray area, gray area after that where I, I started to like, re- like discover running and what I could do with that. Mm-hmm. And then the marathon. And then since the marathon last April, that's been a big, like, another big readjustment phase of like, okay, what? What do I want to do? What am I, what am I doing? You know. One uh, thing that, that has stuck out to me during this whole conversation, um, and you kind of touched on it here a minute ago, it doesn't matter whether you're wanting to lose weight or to be a runner or, or whatever the case is. If you want a new job, if you want, it's like it sounds to me like the the advice and the things you're saying applies to anything. Yeah. In life. The 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 most appropriate like uh, I don't know um, what's it called where you like do something and it encourage oh the most appropriate encouragement that I got from anyone so I'm a friend of mine who's a recovering heroin addict mm-hmm. and he he's he's been um, clean and sober since before I met him like 15 years or so. I've known him for like 5 years um, but he's also like a personal trainer kind of or he is a personal trainer. I didn't use him as a personal trainer, but he does it because sure. I don't, I don't want to pay him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but he's great. You should all look him up. Yeah. Um, but just like looking at looking at the way that uh, recovering addicts look at their drug of choice or their habit of choice and how they stay away from it and how they replace it. Like he, what he basically told me is he took 
his like body's love for heroin and he replaced it with like like working out and yeah. he's he's like a yeah he's like a Henry Rollins type guy okay you know sure. just like a real he's like a focused strong dude yeah. and I was like that's that's what I have to do because uh-huh. I I didn't want to be like in more, in more than one ways I didn't want to be like Jared Fogle or whatever his name is Subway guy you know that um, yeah. that's a horrible example yeah. <laughs> I don't, but, but you know I don't like, care where like you're a, going with this Hooper yeah but, uh, but or like you know these guys like the biggest loser guys I don't, I actually tried to sign up for the biggest loser one time and I, I would because I mean, I've never watched a show but I think I would have won. You, you would have won. You could lost more weight on your own, yeah. And I, I think actually, if I would have gone, I wouldn't have lost as much weight as quickly because there are like doctors and nutritionists yeah, there who've been like, you. you can't smoke a pack of cigarettes and eat a handful yeah. of carrots and call that a meal. So yeah. You know? Well, and I think you <laughs> so might. Don't take I was like, well, you can. All this, I don't all do that. People out there, don't, don't, don't take any weight loss drug. Just smoke some cigarettes, well, eat some yeah. carrots. Yeah. And on a show, you would have potentially, I think, you'd have a greater chance of falling back and becoming fat hooper again because. The show, everything is done for you yeah. to an extent. Yeah. yeah, and there's doing it the way you've done it. You've gained all the knowledge and experience on your own firsthand. Yeah, and like I, I always knew that if I had gone on a show like that or something, I would have been successful because it, more than anything, going on a show like that removes you from all your comfort zones and yeah. all your habits, and you're creating all new things. So I just had right. to figure out a way to do that on my own. It's yeah, you're in a new environment. There's lights and cameras and yeah. your schedule is set up for you my kids, that makes it easy to have a change of yeah. lifestyle my I mean, kids hate it I, I still make my kids like Halloween's coming up which yeah. I'm nervous about and Thanksgiving's coming up and Christmas oh, is coming yeah. up oh all dude the, all the, the goodies yeah, the goodies are about to be it's all just so it, it's like a rule in my house that whenever we get candy or ice cream or whatever it can stay in the house for like two or three days and then it's gotta go away mm. because I'll be at home by myself and like I'll yeah, I'll get in there. I'll take a piece of it. So like, yeah. So my my the wife, devil knows each man's yeah. weakness. But my and wife is a teacher. Is That's Reese right. cups. Reese cups. <laughs> my wife's a teacher, and her students love it because they get like all this junk food. Free she junk, takes yeah. it up there. So. Yeah. Sorry for their future, but I I can't believe. Speaking of that, I can't believe how much sugar and pop and candy you eat as a kid oh my god! sugar it's yeah. it's it's like worse for you than fat yeah. it's way worse for you than fat yeah yeah and it's habit like, forming yeah and it's in everything like with pop soda coke with coke uh i remember being a kid just having cokes all the time wherever i went oh yeah. let me get coke i have like refills at dinner let me get some cokes well the thing about i haven't done anything remotely even remotely close to what uber's done but my wife and I, like a year or so ago, tried to start eating a little healthier. And the big thing that I learned um, was <clears throat> it's just a big, it's, it's really an educational thing. It's like what you know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how many grams of sugar are in a in Coke. Everything. Or in everything. everything. It's yeah. in everything. And you but know, in a Coke especially. And in a Coke, it's a, th- it's a, it's a, it's a so much. It's like a, ba- it's, it's like a, it's like a bag full of sugar. Yeah, it's like a Ziploc bag, Zip full, bag of full of sugar. It's in like, every if Coke. it's, if it's, if it's manufactured or pre-packaged somewhere, there's a bunch of sugar and a bunch oh, of crap yeah. in it. Yeah. So like, I don't, and that's the reason why I've kind of gone to mostly a plant-based diet. Like we, I'll have, ground turkey like once a week at home. Uh, and which is not a fan of the ground turkey I hate 
That's, my wife I like, it. loves to make meatloaf with ground turkey. Oh, I don't know about oh, meatloaf. Do, do. Knowing, I, I, knowing I what I hate. Meat. I do like taco meat. Dude, but then either putting... taco meat or uh, chili. You can do chili. You won't yeah. even notice the yeah. difference. I'll have to about that. I might eat chili. Y'all, y'all do chili, and it, it, you won't chili. even notice it. Really? Yeah. You can't even tell the difference. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I made that change because buying, like, buying a thing of romaine lettuce is cheaper than buying a pound of beef. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. And it's and it's cleaner and it's che- it's easier to cook and mm-hmm. like and it's made me get to the habit. Where I go to the grocery store every day. I ride my bike. To the I grocery love going store. to the grocery store every I dro- day. I drop my kids off at the school. What I think is so bike to the grocery store. Interesting about food in today and the grocery store stuff is and this is somewhat off topic, I suppose. But like a hundred years ago, everybody was organic and they didn't know it yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know I mean you went and you hunt for your meat or you raise the cattle yourself so you yeah. fed it there were no growth hormones yeah. you raised your own garden yeah and you milked your own cows and so you were 100% self-sufficient and everything you had was organic because that's the way it was and there mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of 360 pound no, dudes around uh, no there I aren't. mean let's all just look at the obvious points here like we're doing this to ourselves. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. It seems, the thing is, when you can make, when you can buy a Happy Meal or a McDonald's Big Mac and you put it in the corner and you leave it for months and a year and you it's, come back yeah. and it looks pretty much exactly the way it did the day it went in the bag, there's something terribly wrong with that situation. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. food. And, I, I and when you can pour a Coca-Cola on a battery and it eats the acid yeah. off of a battery. <laughs> and I notice even like buying... Buying like, um, but I've been to drink a root beer. Buying, yeah, <laughs> buying like organic carrots versus just like regular carrots or whatever. I mean, they're both carrots, but the organic carrots do go bad like a day or two sooner. Mm-hmm. Than oh yeah, carrots. oh yeah. It's like organic well, food goes sooner. Like, what is real, on real that stuff? Well, they're and I'm, and I'm they're modified a, for yeah. the, the strain of carrot is modified. Or and it's like, is it is. is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. It, so the thing with GMOs if the, if the price, is if like the price is close. I buy organic. A lot of like, people get like really weird about genetically modified stuff, but it's such a blanket term. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about mm-hmm. with GMOs? Mm-hmm. Uh, people freak out about them, but like everybody, every, everybody every always apple, imagines like a crop. Duster yeah, grow yeah, or, flying. Yeah. yeah, or some guy in a lab lab coat in some like test tubes. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there are probably some bad ones like where Monsanto has pesticide or things to keep bugs away built into the into the yeah. DNA of the plant. But broccoli is technically a GMO because broccoli doesn't exist organically. Broccoli really? was a cross between cauliflower and spinach or something. And tiny trees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and apples, like all the strands of apples, those aren't they didn't come yeah, from. Yeah, there's like a gajillion. Yeah, they didn't apples. come from nowhere. People made those. They crossed different apples. And See, to me, that's one thing I've never understood. It's like, a, and we don't have to get into this, but it's like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you like cross pollination? Yeah. And, uh, I guess you. Pollen. I mean, do you, you pollinate? I guess you, you had pollinate. the bees pollinate. I, I took this uh, class in college at Texas Tech. It was uh, principles of horticulture and mm-hmm. the whole class was we were basically just guinea pigs doing research for NASA which is strange what? so what we were doing in our greenhouse is we were trying to uh, we are trying it was vertical propagation so it was like plants growing out on like a yeah. vine that go up uh-huh. a thing or whatever 
and it was stuff that NASA sent us. And it was like, all right, wow. plant this, put this solution on these, and put this solution <clears> on <throat> these, and then see what happens. And like some of it was it was vegetables that had like the highest yield that they were trying to figure out if they could grow in a space station. And so we got to be part of that like research. Wow. But then we got to keep all the cucumbers and tomatoes. Which mm-hmm. was, it was dope. But we had, dude, it was like cucumbers the size of footballs. You know, <laughs> yeah. huge cucumbers. Yeah, I, I, I mean, ate them. All, I don't know. Can they, can they grow? It? They, Do they grow yeah. stuff in space? I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, I got a bee they've, in that class. They've taken uh, <laughs> soil from the moon that they brought back and, and grown things in it on Earth. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Does yeah. that? I does mean, what grows in? I mean, this is wild here, but like, let's say you planted uh, peas in that sure. soil. All right. Do those peas have? more nutrients more powerful nutrients than i mean i don't it depends on what's in the soil i mean i know that's what i'm saying it's like it's well, moon like with, soil with so that yeah. with that thing that i was doing in that class for nasa i say for nasa like nasa <laughs> called me when i was like, working for nasa, when I was working yeah. NASA. <laughs> back before i was a bass player <laughs> yeah. uh, in a country band i worked for nasa, <laughs> I worked for NASA. <laughs> um no it was it was all uh hydroponics and they yeah. gave us it was these like all the plants came like we didn't even plant seeds or anything they came in these like they look like uh peat moss or whatever it's just like a brick of stuff and we had to set it in these hydroponic things and there was this constantly fluid running through it and that was i guess that's how they would do it on the hmm. space station because yeah. i doubt they would want to take like 100 pounds of soil right yeah because it's so expensive to, yeah. to take anything up but in you space. can you can cycle water and nutrients through so i think that's i think that's a big you know positive of huh. hydroponics I, think I didn't know anything about that that's really I know, interesting. I know a thing or two about hydroponics. Well, I know that. Like, <laughs> for, for people that, uh, you know, don't know this about you, you did this today, in fact, when we stopped to eat breakfast. You got off the bus and laid in some grass. Oh, dude. You yeah. love grass. Because we're up here. And in, I don't, uh, I mean, you do love the I love, I love grass. We're you, up here. No, yeah, there was ryegrass out. The ryegrass is already seeded out fully. Beautiful blanket of ryegrass outside the. Still love some grass, man. Yeah. Well, my, what's, yeah. Ra- what's ryegrass? beautiful it is it uh, a lot of people in tennessee you can you can do it in texas too you just have to water the crap out of it but you overseed in the winter and yeah. it's ryegrass so it looks it looks similar to a fescue but it's like a finer blade what yeah what are you it's talking here. about right it's now i have no idea what you're talking dude all the all the bright green grass that you yeah. see around here is, is rye okay yeah okay. and if it's and then like the thick dark green stuff that you see in the in the summer here is probably fescue so when we were down on the field at lsu a few weeks ago what is that that was Bermuda 419. One day it's going to be a question on, on Jeopardy where someone could win a million Well, because there's Bermuda. So, like, when you haul hay or whatever, like, that's Bermuda grass. Like, like coastal Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Judd, you, you know, know about you know. this stuff. Because yeah. you have a business that and does then, yard landscaping, Bermuda right? 419. Correct me if I'm wrong, Judd. Correct. It is. The, Bermuda they, 419 they was developed at Texas A&M. Correct. And uh, they plant it so it grows back past from a football field. Yeah. So it's Bermuda a sh- come back like that. It's real sandy. It's just stronger. And, and ryegrass, back to the ryegrass, uh, like back at home, Texas, Louisiana, we use it for cattle. You know, uh, yeah. like in the wintertime, yeah. it don't, you know, grass don't grow. So yeah, right. you oversee the uh, ryegrass. Yeah. And they actually have dwarf rye. Like yeah. you are nicer, uh, yeah, they do. Nicer places, nicer homes, you know. And then they plant a dwarf rye, and they don't get but two to three inches, yeah. and you don't ever have to cut it. That's because uh, like rye, you can grow it, you can cut it short, relatively. Correct. If you're if it's getting enough moisture, but like fescue, you got to mow fescue like four inches. Exactly. Exactly. But how, how do they get the fo- like the, like it's like the football field for example, like a high you know a big time football field like a big time college or NFL. 
most colleges are grass. It's so it's so fine, and so compact. Yeah, it's just the type of grass. It, it overseeding. Overseeding makes yeah. it thick like that. Yeah. I should say thick, but yeah. and Bermuda's a thick grass. Yeah, I mean, it's just because if you buy if you buy a sod, if you buy a pallet of sod, it's probably mm-hmm. going to be Bermuda four nineteen. Huh. Right. Or St. Augustine just to be. Or say, yeah, you know, but I mean Tennessee and uh, St. Augustine. Or, yeah, but down in Texas you get St. Augustine yeah. sod and Louisiana yeah. St. Augustine sod. Mexico is all same. So St. Augustine and Bermuda are real similar. Do you open up a no? This is cool. I like this. Yeah. I like learning something new. I always see Bermuda and St. Augustine being similar, whereas St. Augustine is more of a broadleaf grass than Bermuda. But they both like. They have sprigs that crawl, grow. crawling grass. Yeah, crawling grasses. So you can put a trail. It's you can like put a trail and grass. Yeah, you can put one piece of sod of Bermuda or Saint Augustine, and eventually it'll take over. Really? But you can put one piece of rye grass. Can you buy rye and sod? I've sod never form? seen it. I'm not saying or fescue. Sod. I don't know. If you took a grass like that and put it down, you water the piss out of it and and everything, it's not growing anymore because Same each thing. each individual seed. Is a is, blade of grass. Is one blade of grass. Okay. Whereas with Bermuda, one seed will like it'll Come crawl out. <laughs> yeah. So which is why I guess that's why it's so good for sports or right. for sport. I, I enjoy sport. Baseball feels the same way. Yeah. I mean, you 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 seriously could like work for Scott's Green and yeah. Turner. Well, the o- the only reason that I know any of this is because my brother is a. Uh, he has a degree in turf grass management. Yeah, I do that. And agriculture so that's, and all that. And I worked with, he had a landscape company, like Judd. But I've been around him a lot, and he's he's so much cooler than you. Yeah, he is cool. He doesn't even talk about that Yeah, because he's actually, like, licensed and knows what he's doing. I'm just an idiot, you know. You just pick up nuggets here and there. Like the, like, yeah. So I know I know just enough to get what's myself in the, What do they use on a, a green? Uh, golf? I'll tell you, golf, everything. All yeah. The, all the sport Bent complex. Grass. Yeah, it's yeah. all that's all type of Bermuda. Really? Because so a green, like a green like putting green, cut it is, that short. I mean, it's on a green. It's like I mean, they'll use. I mean, they'll use fescue a lot. Yeah, and fescue the, a lot. And it's, it depends too. on where you, it depends on where you are, dude. My brother is here. He could tell you every single about. He, yeah, he could tell you everyone. I don't know. How do they cut the green? How is that? Like what lawnmower is designed to do with that? The, with a real mower and a roller. Yeah. What? A real mower. So you know those like old the timey old, mowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's old like that, but really good. And then oh, there's like wow. a then there's like a heavy metal roller behind it. So so that's how you get those the flat um, the patterns or whatever thing. Yeah, because oh. of how the you bend the grass with the roller. Yeah. You mow wow. greens and you mow greens and tee boxes every day and fairways every like other day yeah, and days. rough. Like, and you mow twice in the morning. Do you mow the the greens? Most of the time they do to get the dew off the ground. Uh They'll do it a lot where they'll, you know, they'll start mowing at like five and then like somebody may have like a seven o'clock tea time. So on hole number one, they're playing golf, but on hole like 11, they're still mowing mowing the fairways or whatever. Information, son. Yeah. How much do you think someone (laughs) makes, how much do you think the man in charge of the greens or the golf course that matter? Oh, golf course superintendent? At uh, Augusta. Quarter million? Quarter million like a year? Uh, at least? Five, I think it'd be more than that. Well, I would think the, the superintendent of the golf course is the one who's in charge of everything. Yeah, I think they're like the maintenance, uh, like the maintenance supervisor or something, you know. The grounds, who's who's ever in charge of making, if the, if the, like if the, the tee like box the boss who sucks tells the guys, who, like, here, you mow this, who's going to take the fall for it? That's who I'm talking about. So that, right? that'd be like an assistant superintendent. 
and they make a cor- they make and they make like oh well over a hundred to two hundred yeah yeah over a hundred like a major and like a huge golf course <laughs> yeah, sure I mean yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I would get, I mean God, that's so frustrating a butt ton of money what about like a I mean well, think about a normal country club I mean dues are thousands of dollars well, yeah. I mean but they it's got like, the money to do it's it. like a it's a high stress job especially if you got like a PGA tournament coming in like my my brother was working at a golf course he was. He was an assistant superintendent at a TPC course, um, and what is TPC? Like the pl- the the players course, championship. Is that the championship? Players championship. Like Sawgrass TPC at Sawgrass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was the. I can't. There was a. It was like the Byron Nelson or something. There was a tournament happening there, and um, the spray tech guy like sprayed the wrong, like mixture of chemicals to kill these weeds, kill these broadleaf weeds, broad. Broadleaf grasses, thank you. On the backside of like the 18th hole green, like the most important part of the whole course. That's where all the cameras are, and just like killed a bunch of the grass. And this was like a couple days before, and they didn't want to put all the sod out. Is that recently? This is like probably nine years ago. I thought I read a story where they 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 spray painted. I read read a story about this. Yeah, Yeah, he was there. That's, 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 my like, job. that's like the women that get their eyebrows <laughs> shaved off and didn't really mean well, yeah, But it looks great. On, it looked like garbage in person. Yeah, or they get their markers on out. On TV, it looked great. That's it's fascinating. So, like, like well, I've been to one or two Major League Baseball games, and the field's <sighs> immaculate. Yeah. So I'm assuming the same type of guy yeah. runs that that runs the... Yeah, like the, the head... Greenskeeper, groundskeeper, or, or superintendent, or whatever. That's at like Fenway Park. That dude, it's a paper job. How much does one of the mowers cost that you can hand mow a green with? Like a real mower? What is that? I don't know how much that more. I've never. That ain't my line of business. Like five, I don't know. Like five grand. I don't know. It's expensive. <laughs> that's pretty wild. But I mean, you know, it's. I don't know how much. How much does a professional touring drum kit cost? You know, like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, you gotta have I, a professional drummer. Now. Yeah, you gotta have a professional <laughs> yeah. drummer to have a professional. How much does a working click? Yeah, track so you have cost? a. You, well, right now you have a middle class drummer and a middle class. Oh, what no. you? What, what is the name you gave me? Here's the world's okayest. Drummer? World's okayest drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So I have the world's okayest drum set in there. Yeah. No, you gotta have it. I mean, I, I like taking care of my yard at home, and so I'm curious about like what. What weeds do I not want in my backyard, and what grasses do I want, and how do I grow whatever, and what can I spray that won't hurt my chickens, and you know, so, yeah. so I and I don't know that, so I don't spray anything in my backyard for my chickens. Huh. You you push my yard, right? Yeah, I push, and yeah. I just have a cheap like a eighty dollar mower for yeah. clothes. Yeah, and, sure, and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems like a man with your knowledge should have the most beautiful yard in all of East Nashville. Yeah, man, if I could have, like, you know... Some Krispies? If I could aerate it twice a year and put out my fertilizer and put out my... Well, brother see, I didn't get to put there, out any pre-emergent he... this year because I built a tree house instead. <laughs> that's okay. Well, we've been going for uh, two two hours or more. Jeez, and, Pete. I think. It's uh, been awesome. Any more Brain Buster questions? No, yeah. I mean, I like... We'll break this up into probably two of them. Yeah. Um, because it's so much... There's so much cool stuff. But uh, so weird is like you know all that about the the, the grass. You're a, you're a musician. You've done all this white stuff. 
But your degree in college has yeah, BA in English. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. that's hilarious, man. Yeah. Um, that you know. I don't think I know anybody that used their degree. You know, that is interesting. I don't know. I but don't, I don't yeah. listen to this. I just saw a thing online today, someone complaining about when we were in high school, everyone would tell us, oh, you got to go to college. Oh, you got to get your degree so you can get a good job. Yeah. And I don't know anyone that got a good job going to college. This is a not degree. a, this is, a, I mean, this is very serious. It's not, I'm not making this up. Most of the people that I know personally that make a lot of money did not go to college yeah that's probably true and the people that went to college don't make much money they're all in debt I they, think, don't, I, they I, don't have high paying jobs I, I think the, the people who, who I know who are making who are making the most money and getting the, the biggest bang for their buck for the degrees that they have is because they got like a job somewhere and then that that paid for a employer had a something yeah, sure. program so yeah like, like a Cody Gill, friend of mine who I used to play music with back home, we had a band. He, when we stopped playing music, he went and worked at a factory in my hometown, FMC. And while they were there, there was like a program. They paid for him to get his like master's in engineering. Mm-hmm. And now that dude mm-hmm. like, yeah, well that could, makes sense. Yeah, he's making he's making good money, but, working a good job. And there are certain jobs like accounting or different things where you do need a degree, but yeah. there. I just remember being in high school and the counselors, the teachers, the parents, everyone, uh, like colleges, got to go to college, what are you going to do in college? <laughs> yeah. And I, basically, I think what happened was there was a big cultural shift right around the time that we were in high school yeah. coming out where it didn't make financial sense or other sense to go to college as much yeah. as it did back in the... 70s, 60s, like, 80s. I feel like we're kind of like the last group of people who it's like, when we were growing up, like going to college is expected. Like yeah. if you're not at yeah. a numb school, yeah. like go to college. That's but, right. But I, now it's like, I don't, like are my kids going to go to college? I I would hope they would because I think college is a worthwhile thing, but like I'm not paying for it, yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's the other problem is kids, it's so expensive, kids can't really pay for it yeah. now. I, I'm going to encourage both my girls when they graduate, unless they know exactly what they want to do and exactly what university they want to go to and they already have their scholarships like take take a couple of years off and go do something cool yeah, figure work, out what you yeah, yeah i think that's some, a better way of doing work it. some crappy jobs and figure out mm-hmm. what you want to do because dude you can't tell an 18 year old what like they don't know what they want to do no. i don't know what i want to do golly the, I, I may have mentioned this one time to zach i got a friend of mine who uh, works at a big Publishing company, not music publishing, like like uh, <clears throat> what's less Lifeway, a bigger Lifeway, yeah. you know. I've shouldn't done that. And uh, <laughs> he, his job, from the best I can remember, from I mean, we're friends and all, and, and we hang out every now and then. Uh, he he's kind of in charge or over, like he's involved in the e-commerce department. So and they sell tons of stuff on the internet. Yeah. Right. And so what his job kind of consists of is like if you like when they get ready to release a new Bible study or whatever, it's his job to make sure that the product itself is represented on the on the, on the websites correctly. That's kind of like what he does in a sense. It's like quality control almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has a team of designers under him that are like code writers and all that that, that make the code and build the websites and all yeah. that. And one day we were talking about some stuff, and he said, 
I don't hire any one that has a degree in in code. Uh, I, what do you what do you mean? Like you're it's a you know it's a huge million dollar company. It's a big you know corporation, and he's got you know it's a big it's a serious deal. Yeah, yeah. And he said because. I have found that people who just learn code on their own and have always done it are better at it than someone who just simply went to college for it. Yeah, yeah. He said, so, you know, you can have a degree in business or whatever it might be, but generally I'll hire someone who doesn't have a degree in that specific area because they, they're they better at it. They're more driven to do it. And I think, for me, college isn't for everybody. Um because number one, if you just say, well, like Zach said earlier, everybody says I gotta go to college, so look at this list of stuff I can be when I grow up. Uh, I guess I'll, okay, I'll go be a nurse. Oh, it costs a ton of money? Well, I can get a loan, I'll get a job, yeah. pay it off. And you don't like it, and you're probably not gonna be that good at it. Yeah. You know, uh, versus someone who says, well, let's just take, for example, you, you wanna go to school. Well, I don't know what else I wanna do, I guess I'll go to business school. And you go to business school and you get a degree and you're like, well, I guess I'll get a job in business. But you really don't like it. Yeah. Right? And then you can have someone who doesn't have a business degree. They may have a degree in something else, but they want to start their own business, be an entrepreneur, and work their way up. They're going to be more apt to know more about the business, understand more about how to make a business run. And probably, I'm not saying all the time, but I think be more, more successful because they're not going to have this chip on their shoulder. Well, I've been to school, so I need this yeah. job. And, and I'm I, this good because I've got this piece of paper. Yeah. And I got a I got a BA in English. I, I started off my school schooling in college with a, a declared major of uh, print journalism, and realized pretty quickly that like print journalism was dying. This was back in like 2005. Yeah. And journalism isn't dying, but it's like, and if you want to be a journalist, you have to do so much more work now. You have to be able to upload the content online, edit it yourself, have the photos with it, have the video with it, and write the story and do it much quicker mm-hmm. than they had to do it you know my grandfather was a journalist and um and I, I i didn't i didn't love it so i was like i'm not yeah. no i'm not gonna do that what's the quickest way i can graduate oh english let's do that because i like i like reading i like writing and i knew that that would set me up for you know i had it in the back of my mind well i'd really like to be a bass player but i knew that's not gonna happen and so I knew in the back of my mind if I took a stab. Well, at, let me let you know. So you're really still not a bass player. Still not a bass player. Um, <laughs> you, so, got, you have the tools to be a bass player. Yeah, I got the bass. <laughs> I'm a guy who owns a bass. Uh, yeah, so whenever it comes to the point where, like, I no longer can be a bass player, like, everybody figures out I'm a hack. It's like, well, I've got this degree. I can, I can go get a teacher certification and then get a teaching job. Yeah. And, like, that's a good feeling. Sure. Yeah. Whereas if I didn't have a degree right now and it's like, oh, if I, you know, if I cut my fingers off tomorrow and can't play bass anymore, like, yeah, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, well, uh, the other side of the argument is, well, you wouldn't have 40 grand of student loan debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, take, that, and, <laughs> take that 40 grand and invest it when you, yeah. when you decide you're not going to uh, go to college. I know. You have hella money. It's probably smarter. I mean, you know, I, I think that certain things, yeah, you absolutely have to go to college. I don't yeah. know that I want the man that's going to operate on my brain to just say, well, you know, I've had a lot of on-the-job training. I've been practicing. Yeah, I've been practicing for 30, I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. You know, I'd rather know that he finished top of his but class that's in the Harvard. Thing. That's <laughs> the thing, there are those, 
those yeah. jobs that yeah. yeah college totally makes sense for engineering doctor accountant things like that but when you get a business degree like I did or go get a music music business degree mm-hmm. like I did yeah that is worthless <laughs> I, I came out and like you don't know anything they don't teach you anything yeah. like they tell you kind of like oh well you got to pay a, a mechanical royalty like why, if you why want. does no one yeah. teach us how to file taxes yeah ever that see taxes yeah i still don't know how to, how file to drive taxes. a five speed like <laughs> stupid stuff like yeah. that, that okay. no one teaches let's, you let's talk about this let's talk about this this is sarah and i had this conversation like how to, how to this is very serious how to clean potatoes like yeah. no one ever taught me that i wish in school they would have taught they would have taught because uh, I took a financial math when I was in high school, which was extremely boring. Yeah. And all it was like, hey boys, that's, we got a hundred dollars in our checkbook, <laughs> and we spend twenty five of it down at the hardware store. <laughs> What's the balance gonna be on the old checkbook? And that was about as much as it was. Yeah. What I what I really and maybe they do now. Of course, I went to school kind of in the country, but it's like they needed. I wish they taught. Like how to use debt to your advantage, yeah. Like credit, yeah. And credit cards, yeah. and and like you say with taxes and with like learning to save and save for retirement and not just yeah. like yeah. the idea of like Those save your money, Jim, and put it in your piggy bank. Is absolutely worthless. Those should be legitimate high school classes. Like you have to. I mean, science, math, English, all that stuff is great, but you've been getting a base for that your your entire yeah. you know school career growing up. When you get in high school, it needs to be all that yeah. Yeah. financial stuff, tax stuff, life skills. How many people come out of college or high school for that matter and get approved for a credit card and run up all the debt? Everyone. I did it years and years ago. Mm. You know what I did before I bought? Like I, years ago, we had one. Cause I didn't know any better. Yeah, I had a I had a bank account like when I just did college for the first time. I had a bank account. And I had a little job at the school or whatever, and my checks would go into my bank account. And so I'm using my my card out of my account, thinking everything's fine, but I wasn't really checking the balance, and I wasn't buying anything other than gas and maybe like some ramen noodles, like nothing like expensive. But finally figure out i'm like negative three grand on the bank account because what's happening is every time i went like over a little bit yeah and and, and and every time yeah yeah every there's a charge and then my uh my paycheck would go in and just go it was just Mm -hmm. gone (laughs) and so they hit me with another charge and it happened until i I had no idea yeah but you didn't know i had no idea and I'm no going to you know, my parents, like, you know, they tell me this and the other, but it's like you learn what little math when it comes to that sort of thing and student loans and all. You learn about what I would consider the short term. Yeah. But you don't, like, as soon as you get out of college and as soon as you're, you need to be looking toward retirement and everything you do financially, like where I'm at now, you know, my early, th- early, early 30s and mm-hmm. self employed, like, damn, I really got to get on the ball with this. And, but like they don't teach you, and I'm not putting you know I'm not putting it off and saying I don't know anything because they didn't teach me. But I really do think that like there's so many real world things that unfortunately you learn the hard way when easily yeah. it could have been taught in school. Yeah, I had I had a little financial class uh, in high school, but it didn't really teach us anything good. Like you you like you're saying, I remember specifically the one thing I remember about it was them giving us this sheet of paper, and it said. 
Well, if you took a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars every month and put it into a 401k or something, you'll have a million dollars in 30 years. And I was like, Who's got a thousand dollars? I'm I'm seventeen. Yeah. Well, they, they, the guy who taught that class, I remember because it was in my senior year, and I had to have like just a few hours, and then I could leave every day and lunch. Yeah. So that was one of the classes. Like, well, I'll take this instead of classes. All my buddies are in, so we just goofed off. And it was extremely easy. Like I said, you bounce a yeah, silly yeah. checkbook, and you might we're gonna buy one stock in Coca Cola, and every morning. You, you boys check the newspaper and see where it's at and write it on the board. I don't want to do that. And that's all we did. Yeah. But at the end of the year, <laughs> I remember the teacher said, now look, you goofballs are going to get graduation money. Right. Yeah. Some of you are going to get more. Some of you are not going to get so much. But let's just say you get 1000 And I think I got over 1000 from mm-hmm. all the – Yeah, sure. You know. He said – I crushed some burritos with my 1000 bucks. You, that's what I did. I went to the mall and bought a bunch of stupid clothes. <laughs> yeah, I got okay. some like hockey jerseys. He said if you took that money – it's exactly what you just said, Zach. He, he told us, he said, you took that money and you invested it right now in a good growth um, mutual fund or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I heard this. Hey, guys, you should take that $1,000 and wah, wah, wah. It just yeah. it went out the window. Yeah. But he's right. <laughs> no, but, he's absolutely right. But that's as, that's as serious as it's ever got. I had a, there was a project I had in like my freshman year of high school where uh, we like drew names out of a hat and then we all got like a roommate to live with. And my roommate was a buddy, this guy named David that was in my class. And like we drew another thing out of a hat and like he was an engineer and I was like a school janitor or something. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> you chose poorly. <laughs> like why did we live together? But, and then it was like, okay, here's your, here's your, weekly budget and your monthly budget y'all go to the grocery store and like budget things out and then here's what happened to your car and then like every day we had to draw another thing and i was like oh you got a flat tire and that's like oh you know, so there's 300 it's kind of like the game of life yeah, yeah. and yeah. It's, i remember it being great but i just remember thinking like this is too this is too much like at what point does the irs reaper come in and do your dirty yeah that, that should was, be a part of the game but i just remember thinking like my parents don't have this much money like nobody has this much money this is a stupid project and then Apparently, I mean, that's it was a, apparently to like, it was a really good project. Like, I should have paid attention. I feel like that's the same as like playing Monopoly, and you get you know you, I'm Donald Trump rich now. I got all these properties <laughs> up, and the reality is, no, you don't. Yeah. Just because you're good yeah. at Monopoly and you own Park Place and Boardwalk with hotels, yeah, you're still a nobody. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, because like your car will break down, your kids will get sick. Like, yeah. like things happen. Yeah. yeah, that's silly. That's a silly exercise. <laughs> um, well, we've been going plenty long enough, and I got out take a bathroom break and make some coffee. Uh, Hooper, thanks for coming uh, and hanging out with us, my man. Big Judd on the couch over there. Big Judd holding down the couch. First yep. podcast experience. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would make a foul joke about his, his being his first experience, but I'll save that. Judd is engaged, by the we'll way. Save, yeah, we'll save that joke for his wedding night, right? Yeah. Oh, hey Y'all yeah. getting invited, <laughs> To your wedding so, night? Wedding crashers. Are you still getting married on April Fool's Day? No, March 31st. She changed it up on us last well, night. Uh-oh. Yeah, she'll change it again. Well, that's yep. probably why. That's well, the only reason we, we change it, because uh, April 1st falls on Easter this year. We did not know that. Oh. Yeah, I don't know that, like, getting married on Easter would be. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not my wedding. Do what you want to. I feel like some people would frown upon that. Oh, absolutely. All, all your wedding Are you trying to show up the risen Lord? Yeah. What are you doing, John Lennon? That's right. <laughs> you know the stone was rolled away, Judge. <laughs> <laughs>
right. We'll, All see. Right. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Hooper. All Uber. right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Hooper. Peace. Peace.